What is up, Sam fam? I'm so excited to be back with you yet again for another episode of Talking with Sam. So, yeah, last episode, we were talking with Paula Lamb on community, and I'm so excited to finish this conversation. You remember, as we were finishing up last week, we were talking about um, the Japanese potato chip, going, her going into the Japanese supermarket and getting those potato chips. Y'all, let me tell you, they're good. So, I want you to go ahead and grab you something to eat and grab you something to drink, because this conversation is about to go to a whole new level. So, you're talking with Sam and Paula Lamb today. All right, here we go. Oh my goodness. Well, Paula, I have another question for you, you know, and like, you know, we, like, we have like, have had to deal with COVID for a while now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 2020 for every country was a rough year. Mm. And, and so like in the year uh, 2021, due to COVID, we've become parts of, we've become part of two different types of community. We have the virtual community which mm-hmm. where we met and we mm-hmm. have the physical community. Like, how do you feel about now, like, you know, broadening the horizons and having two different communities? Yeah, you know, it's what's been great about the virtual community is that those people during COVID who were um, isolated um, for, you know, because of physical distancing have still been able to maintain connection, mm-hmm. which has been great. But what's also happened with the, the, the virtual and the physical, when we look at the working environment, the day-to-day nine-to-five, nine-to-fivers who, you know, people are going into their workspaces, they've now learned a whole new portal of working together and a work environment. But what it has done is it has allowed a lot of mums and dads who maybe had a longer commute times to now see what it is like um, and for their their um, managers um, and their uh, um, employers to see what it is like to allow these people to work from home. But I think it's also improved a lot of balance in yes. a lot of homes, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of children are now being able to see dad right. know, a lot more often than maybe already being bathed and ready to go to bed by the time dad gets home. Dad is there now to be able to take that little... 15 minute break and go and sit with their kids and play with them and yes so i love the i love the virtual side of that i think it's been fantastic from that perspective from a work environment perspective um i i love the virtual side of it i just hope we don't lose the physical because i think the in-person meeting is extremely important yes very very important to have that physical contact Mm-hmm. humans that is how humans survive but the virtual definitely has a place and i think it is wonderful and it, it has certainly connected people right across the world mm-hmm. um you know even portals such as um you know such as facebook mm-hmm. whatsapp yeah instagram are mm-hmm. still virtual rooms that we have you know started using before you had your zoom meetings and microsoft teams and and mm-hmm. all, all these other um, meeting places we all had all of that where we were doing this virtual connection which was bringing people together old friends reconnecting again family mm-hmm. members living in different parts of the world connecting and then obviously with covid uh the zoom meeting and that that virtual side has really grown 
for so many different spheres in the world, right? Yes. Personal, uh, business, you know, so I think it, I think it's really good. I just hope we don't lose the personal one-on-one connection and people don't forget that there is a big importance for, for us for that. I'm with you on that. I'm completely with you on that because like for me, like, you know, with me, like I'm going to use my church experience, you know, like I am, sometimes I can be approachable. Sometimes I can't, (laughs) but like there are people who I used to like, man, you know what? They're always asking me this question, but I really miss them asking me that question because Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm like, that's human interaction. That was our love language. That was how Mm -hmm. we were able to, cohabitate together mm-hmm. and now i'm like yeah it's not the same online yeah i'm mm-hmm. happy we're able to stay connected even though we are literally 300 miles apart but now we're able to actually say hey you know what when we get back together can you please ask me that question again like those little <laughs> things really do matter yeah. and it's what makes us all who we are and one yeah. of the hardest things like my family are huge huggers mm-hmm. and so like the first thing, like, you know, what happens is you come in, we hug you. <laughs> like, literally, I would never forget, like, when my grandmother met my um, partner, and she's, like, had the conversation, and then at the end of the conversation, we were about to leave. She said, baby, come here and give me a hug. <laughs> and he thought she was talking to me, but he, she was actually talking to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what, that, it, to go back to that actual being able to hug is going to be a major thing. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm I, I'm so happy we'll be able to get back into the swing of things yes. and be able to become like, I believe we'll be a better community now. Yes. Like, you know, yes. yeah, we have our differences and everything and we may believe differently about masks or whatever, but at the end of the day, we all, like you go back to what you said, we all want the same thing. We want to yeah. live and be safe. Yeah, and, right, and be happy and have food, food on our yes. tables, a roof over our head you know, and, uh, and, and, and be supported and loved. That's, I cannot think of one single person in this entire world that wouldn't want that. I'm with you completely. And like one of the, like I had COVID in January of 2021 Mm -hmm. and it was like, in my mind, I am not one who stay at home at all. I like being out and talking to people in the store, even if I'm not buying something. I just want to change somebody's like change somebody's day and to yeah. be to be better. But staying at home for 14 days was mm. crazy. Like I love my partner. Don't get me wrong. And I thought I was like, oh my goodness, we're gonna kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, like, and then I'm like, man, what are we gonna do? Because my grandmother's birthday happened to fall in the middle of the 14 days. Okay. And I was like, oh my goodness, like. I won't be able to celebrate her birthday. Thank God for Amazon, because like we were able to like, have the gift delivered to her house, and she loved it. But like literally, the community around us, like our entire neighborhood, got COVID at the same time. So wow, yeah, like literally, like the mail lady was traveling. Like we're pretty sure that like the mail lady got it because she was out three days before we all went out. <laughs> so mm. and but like the mail lady, sweet lady, we still love her. Um, but That's it was good. <laughs> like we we all as a community here where I live at was like okay, you know what? They're not leaving. They're not leaving. Why are we all not leaving? Because what we all had COVID and we were able to for, for the first time ever. I talked to more than just one of my neighbors. I only talked. I used mm-hmm. to only talk to one, but now I talk to all of them that, that are around me because mm-hmm. we were able to relate. We were able to 
connect even on the virtual level and say, hey, let's have a Zoom meeting talking about, hey, this is what they're doing. They're putting a new stop sign in at the end of the road, like that yeah. stuff. And now we literally can go to the edge of the road and we'll have a conversation. It'll start with one or two people and we can all have that conversation now. Like other people are joining us like, yeah, yeah. they just sold the house up here. I wonder who's going to move in so we can like mm -hmm. have a community potluck. But literally I've seen my community grow. Wow. Like they and literally going from the now, like we started virtually, but now yeah. like physically, like we're able to have these conversations. And I'm like, you know, virtually it opened up the door. Yeah. And yeah. I believe yeah. that was the whole intent. Like, you know, when you look at Facebook, it started over college kids wanted to stay connected to each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now like you have people like you and I who have never physically met each other yet because we will yeah. one day. I exactly. But, <laughs> but now we're able to like meet a brand like a, a brand new culture of people, a brand new vast uh, majority of people. So like right. the, the two of them, whenever we can make the two become one and work successfully, that's yeah. going to be amazing. Right. Yeah. And I think that will that will happen. Right. It's 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 mm -hmm. a, it, it's part of evolution. Yes. With, with everything, right? Um, I, I do think that will happen. You know, something that you mentioned specifically around um, churches, you know, that it's a key component of a community, right? When you're looking at people meeting, be it mm -hmm. physical or virtual, right? Is just your central meeting places is so important. But churches, you know, have been affected, um, you know, through COVID not being able to meet in person because the vibe is so much better when you're in yes. person, right? And you're all singing together yes. and you're all seeing everyone, you know, your community, right? That is your community mm -hmm. that is in, in faith and you all, all, you know, have that sense of belonging. It's your place. It feels like home, right? Yes. So I think, I think one of the sad things about COVID is people have really struggled. I've noticed here in Vancouver, um, you know, people have struggled over that. The fact that they, were unable to physically go to a church, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and feel that because it, it, it is something, it's like going to a music concert, right? Yes. It's very different when you watch it on, on a screen to when you're there live. Yes. Experiencing live, right? And it raises your vibrations and everyone's happy and there's great energy, right? So, yeah, you'll think about churches, um, you know, going to the theater, um, mm -hmm. sporting events. Yes. Um, you know, music halls where there's music and live music and and people are uh, connecting in person. Um, mm -hmm. You know, those are all key components as well of a flourishing community and not just your suburb, but bigger. Say So say within the Vancouver, I would talk, say within the Vancouver community, mm -hmm. it's an important part of the Vancouver community. If you, when you don't, when we haven't had these get togethers of opportunities to go and have these experiences, it's, it's, um, you know, it's been isolating for people, right? Definitely. And which when you with you saying that, it takes me back. I listened to um our former first lady Michelle Obama's podcast. Mm -hmm. And she had a guest on there and she made a comment and it really stuck out to me. She said, Let's not strive to get back to normal. Let's get mm -hmm. better than normal. Amen. And, <laughs> and literally I love like that. Like like I have seen my grandmother like on the spiritual side of things. She's been kind of like neglected, not because like her pastor doesn't love her or anything like that, but she doesn't know how to connect sometimes by do, even just doing a, a, a conference call. 
Because, you know, mm. like, she's used to just using, like, you know, here in America, the uh, the 10-digit number versus now having to put an access code in, pressing pound, or like, or they say hashtag now. And if you say hashtag, she's going to be like, what is a hashtag? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, like. Right? Yeah. But, like, th- like to see those communities, like, to see mm-hmm. the senior community and, like, even, like, going back to, you said, sporting events, seeing mm-hmm. kids who play sports. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up playing sports. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I played soccer, I wrestled, I cheered, I played tennis. My mm-hmm. cousins played football, basketball, baseball, ran track. And to see those communities go through, and I, I hate to say the word neglect, but that's what happened. They got, they, they were neglected, not by, not by, uh, not by just wanting to, but by having to. Yes, it's not see- by choice, right? It's, yes, that's this it. It's just a situation that's arisen, and what, what can we do, right? Right. And to see them like, you know, here, like here where I'm at, they're starting to open it back up and to see these uh, young people begin to like thrive. Like, oh, my goodness. I was able to go to this game. And like mm-hmm. my my little cousin today, he went to go. He's like, Sam, can you go to my baseball game? Uh... I love it that he's <laughs> actually having a game um, because it's that's part of the community of who we are. Like, you know, we I made some of my closest friends playing soccer. Mm-hmm. I made like some of like literally like talking about community. Like I said, I was um, grew up in my grandfather passed away like when I was 13 and mm-hmm. my grandmother and I didn't have a car and we had to rely on other people, which we were so thankful for. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people were picking me up from school, taking me to work, taking mm-hmm. her places, taking her to work. And whenever like I was in high school, I was 17 I had my driver's license for a year. And one of my friend's moms and dad had saw me on the soccer field. They saw me going to school. They said, hey, you know what? This kid is actually trying to do the right thing. And they saw me working on the weekends as well to help support my grandmother and our, our household. And they came together. And my, um, and my friend, Travis, his mom, Ms. Bolton, said, hey, Sam, tell your grandmother to call me. And I was like, okay. And I talked to Travis, like, what, what's your, like, am I in trouble? Did I offend you all? He was like, no, man, my parents are going to give you a car. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you're lying. And then, like, I've been home. I said, Grandma, Miss Bolton said, give her a call because, like, she's going to give us the car. And my grandma was like, Sam, you're lying. You're lying. Nobody gives away cars. And Lord and behold, my grandmother, like, Miss Bolton told my grandmother to be at the, um, registry place so we can change over the title and they literally gave us a car but that because they said hey we want to make it easier for you in this community getting back and forth yeah and i those are moments like that that i i'm like i can't wait to hear about kids going back to school and somebody and they're helping somebody else in their community Mm -hmm. and because like those are the things that make us like literally like better human beings we're able to vibrate on a higher frequency because of that yeah 100 percent. i agree with you 100 percent on that oh my sure like do you have, <laughs> like I, I could talk like i literally i love yeah, I, I love community like like and as you do and yeah. i do want to talk about like you know like what are some okay you've lived in zimbabwe you lived in south mm-hmm. africa you lived in um, western canada mm-hmm. what are some different like this is like a, a little like, last bit of question that i just thought of what are some differences that you've seen about the community like can you give us some personal experiences on that yeah a uh, great question, Sam. You know, Canada and South Africa are uh, certainly different. And I think history plays a part 
in uh, what community is, especially in uh, South Africa. But overall, you know, to most, community is thought of as your immediate surrounding, right? Your suburb or local area, uh, which is made up of churches, shops, you know, cafes, restaurants, your schools, uh, sports fields, you know, your friends, families, and uh, neighbors. And um, when I think of community, uh, I like to think of both the immediate and the entire country. Now, um, you know, as well for South Africans, I don't know if it's the same for Canadians, but South Africans who have uh, immigrated, there are also uh, Facebook groups. So, you know, Facebook alone uh, has an extensive uh, community. But, you know, Sam, I am a two-time immigrant. And, um, you know, being an immigrant alone is not easy when we look at community because one has created connection, you know, and ties uh, in the place that you've lived before. And then you move away and having to then readjust and uh, find those connections and ties again in your new country is not always easy. You know, like I said, you're finding your tribe and what I have found and my personal experience from South Africa uh, compared to Canada is quite different in some respects uh, because of the availability to resources, um, your access to essential services, and the creation of uh, key components of a community. And again, I think, and this is my opinion, the history may have affected what community is compared to what, say, you and I, Sam, may think it to be. Um, but I do think that some of the fundamentals of community stand no matter where you are in the world. Um, so in South Africa, I sometimes felt like I was an island uh, because people generally stick within their circle of friends and family and within their cultures. And although South Africans can be very welcoming, and this is a common uh, trait throughout South Africa, there is sadly this thread of being more concerned about oneself. Now, again, this is my personal experience, but this is my recollection from the 20 years I lived in country. And, you know, times may have changed and adjusted. Um, so, you know, something I learned in South Africa, which I want to share with listeners, and something I love and really resonates with me and is popular amongst the African community, is something called Ubuntu. It is a way of life, I think, from which we can all learn. And there is a book called Everyday Ubuntu, Living Together the African Way. And uh, it's by Archbishop uh, Desmond Tutu's granddaughter. Now, I hope I uh, you know, pronounce her name correctly. It's Manji Ingomen. And so, uh, and I apologize to you if I didn't uh, say it correctly. Um, and so in Desmond Tutu's words, Ubuntu is a concept that in my community is one of the most fundamental aspects of living, you know, lives of courage, compassion, and connection. And that's what really are some of the fundamentals, right, of a community. Um, uh, you know, what best describes Ubuntu is a person is a person through other persons, and the fundamental meaning is that everything we learn and experience in the world is through our relationships with other people. I am because we are. And Ubuntu is similar to one golden rule, which I love. I love this. 
Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, you know, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, he wrote the foreword in this book. And so he says that the practice of Ubuntu can help us to be someone in the world who builds bridges, someone who sees each interaction as a chance to foster a more positive environment. And so my belief is that this is what is important to building and maintaining the sense of a strong community. I mean, that is especially for me. And think it is something that can be shared with the rest of the world. So if listeners would like to, the book is called Everyday Ubuntu, and um, you can, that can be purchased on Amazon as well. So in Canada, let's go to Canada, what I discovered was volunteering. Now, I never got involved in volunteering in South Africa. I didn't really hear about people um, getting you know involved within their communities on a volunteering scale. And... Um, you know, I loved, I loved that. I learned, you know, about being of service, you know, is part of the community. And what else I loved was the central meeting places called community centers, you know, where there are, you know, activities for children um, and the senior generation. There is a physical fitness center. And um, in some of the centers, they would have a swimming pool. And um, there are ongoing activities for people, you know, to take part in. And that creates a space for community and, uh, and you know, belonging and uh, growth. Um, Canada has a rich multicultural background, and I've been able to meet many wonderful people from around the world and converse with them in my community, uh, which I never had that chance in South Africa. And this I love about Canada because I love meeting people from other countries. So that has been a great asset for me now living in Canada. Um, you know, community centers are not found in South Africa, and I think they would be a wonderful asset um, for South Africans and would certainly assist in bringing people together um, more often and, and creating, you know, a stronger community. Um, sadly, in South Africa, when I left 18 years ago, it was not very common as well for too much multicultural connection. Now, again, that's my personal experience. And over time, you know, things may have changed and adjusted. Um, one of the greatest things that I, ha uh, you know, that happened in South Africa, and uh, I, I certainly think has brought people to closer together and created more community, was the release of Nelson Mandela. Because with him came change. The Rainbow Nation was born, uh, creating opportunity and more inclusiveness and fairness across cultures which I think are the building blocks to stronger communities. Now, again, I no longer really pay attention to South Africa um, because Canada is now my home. And so this is from my experience having lived there for quite a large part of my life. But I am always in hope that cultural communities will build bridges and uh, grow in strength. You know, So, yeah, those are really the two differences that I see South Africa and uh, Canada are quite different in a lot of ways, but also the same in some. Like that's very interesting. And like, it's like for me, being an American growing up here, I'm used to like kind of like the U.S. like Canada have community centers all over where we can do yeah. different things. And I have taken like that lets me know I've taken that for uh, for for I've taken that for advantage. Thank but like, you. like wow, that those things don't happen everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, no. I mean, literally, it, I could relate to, like, you know, the South African standpoint of the communities being very segregated. Uh, the town I grew up in was a very unique town. Like, for the most part, we were all good. But once you step outside of our town, outside of literally the 3.1 miles of our town, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and, and that's not including, that's including the town limits and the overall zip code um, for us. It was a very, it's a very different experience. I remember getting pulled over as a young kid and getting pulled out of the car. And if it wasn't mm-hmm. for one of my friends, like, you know, his dad driving by, and who was also a cop in that cop car, like, I don't know where I would have been. Mm-hmm. But, like, literally, it's so, like, I've been, like, as I've traveled and I've gone across the, like, gone across the globe for myself, like, I'm I'm fortunate to grow up in the town of like the community that I had, mm-hmm. and you know whenever I I was very fortunate, and this is a story that not many that haven't told many people at all. So like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it out here, like when I was in high school, I was literally the very first person at my high school to come out as a gay guy, wow. and like. And I remember doing it. My grandmother was like, oh, my goodness, like, what's going to happen to him? Because not only because the, like being being like, yes, our town was cool, but our high school was consistent, consisting of three and a half towns. And one of those towns were extremely homophobic. And wow. my grandmother was like, is he going to get killed because of this? Wow. Is he going? And I'm like, you know, it was very like mind boggling. For, for her and for me, because when I did, everybody just accepted me. They're like, hey, that's just Sam. He's going to do what he's <laughs> going to do, which is cool. But then I remember, like, you know, like people were somewhat afraid of approaching me because they knew I had a strong family connection. And then my, my family knew the community of Goldston. But then I have another friend, whenever he came out, he was literally murdered. And I'm like, wow, like, Julius, this happened to him. And it sucks that, like, you know, the community was able to accept one but not the other because of the Mm. community that we were connected to. They didn't show both communities the same respect. And I believe, like, you know, as being part of a good community and, you know, and be like, it's we literally, if we can accept every community, whether the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifference, we can literally grow. And one of the things you told me, you said money is not a bad thing. Money is actually a good thing. It opens up resources. It opens up doors. And, you know, I, as an individual, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so true. Because literally, if we have communities that have money and they connect with communities that don't, you can literally pull those that don't up to a higher level and like a lot of people don't understand crime because they literally a lot of times stealing comes from not having or being able to receive and people don't understand that they just see their thief yes yeah and so like we like literally if we go outside of our our normal communities and begin to have that conversation because like you know you and i had the conversation of like like why would we want to like be in this conversation together at one point because we come from two major different communities, but it's great. It opens up the door. We're able to like say, hey, you know what? We're busting through this wall. <laughs> like, we're going to get this done. And I believe like, you know, virtually and in person, the physical, if we bust through those walls and like literally cut the crap 
out and say, hey, we can relate. Even if we relate to, hey, we're both the human beings, I believe the global community would be so much better. Because, like, yeah. there's not one country that's better than the other. No, like, you 100%. Know, like, you know, I am proud to be an American. Like, you know, that's one thing mm-hmm. I will say. And I believe you should take pride in wherever you are. But, 100%. like, you know, I'm not saying that America is so good that we are not better than a third world country. Yeah. Because, like, that third world country literally has something to offer. Yeah, they have their they have their assets as well, right? Something I wanted to say is that you know when when you're looking when you're talking about your story, um, you know, and and sharing and sharing that with your community, and then your friend having a totally different experience, someone that you know, you know, this is where we have to always lead with our heart and <clears throat> kindness. Yes. And if you always come from a p- place of kindness. And understanding that even if you don't know that person, you have no idea what their story is, mm-hmm. what their heartaches are, what troubles they are facing. You have no idea what their family matters are. Right. Um, you know, you don't know. You never judge a book by its cover because some of the wealthiest people wear the worst clothes. Let me tell you that. <laughs> you never know they were rich, right? right? You never judge a book by its cover. If you always just lead with kindness, no matter who they are, mm-hmm. no matter what culture they are, if you lead with patience and tolerance, it leads to a better community, worldwide community, yes. right at the end of the day. You know, and we, we, you and I had a conversation the other day specifically around uh, wealth. Yes. What's important to always understand is that money provides us freedom. Yes. Money provides us choice. Yes. You know, money provides us opportunity. Yes. To help others. Because if you don't have money, mm. right, sure, you can go and help someone by giving them a helping hand, maybe carrying their groceries and things like that. But say you have family members that are struggling financially. How are you going to be able to, and you want to help them? Well, if you have money that is available, you can help them, right? Um, You know, you are able to pay for your children to go to the best schools or the best universities, or maybe join that sports club. Mm -hmm. Um, You are, you know, who doesn't like a nice pair of shoes? I mean, I'm wondering if your listeners are your ladies, right? (laughs) We all love a nice pair of shoes. It doesn't matter where you buy the shoes from. It's always nice to have a nice new pair of shoes, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, so money is not evil. It's it's how you use that money. And, you know, if you don't share, you know. Right. So, so I think it's always important to have a really positive story around, you know, with that. But like I always say, you know, just lead with kindness no matter what. Wherever you are, put a smile on your face and be kind to whoever it is and be patient and tolerant. You know, I think those are always good places when just when we're looking at our communities on a broader level, no matter what the community is, whether you're mm-hmm. interacting on Facebook, we know, look at Facebook at the moment, look at social media at the moment. So many people are afraid of being their true selves. Right. Because of being bullied, right? And mm-hmm. ridiculed and people coming out, these trolls that are coming out on Facebook. These people hiding behind their computers, right, with no kindness in their heart. And this person has come forward and just speaking their truth, and everyone is allowed to speak their truth as long as you're respectful to people and they're being respectful. And then you have someone that just 
comes out and just trolls you like, man, you know, you've got to get yourself into gear there and just come with a come with a space of kindness. And if you don't like what someone says, then just keep quiet, right? Use your oh, inside mm, voice. <laughs> I'm completely with you on right? that. Like one of the things like with you saying that is a lot of these people sometimes, the, the trolls, they're not willing to say it in person. No. And one of the things that like, I have lived my life by is if I'm not going to say it in person, I'm not going to say it online. Mm-hmm. And because like literally our words matter, you know, like, mm-hmm. I grew I grew up and they, they a lot of people said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt never me. Hurt me right? yeah. That is the biggest lie. <laughs> because like word like the sticks words and stones, you can heal those physical wounds, but the yeah. words causing like an eternal like wound inside your heart and soul sometimes. Yeah. And literally we have to literally say, Hey, would I want somebody to say that to me? Like, you know, and, and even if they say, yeah, I would like somebody say it to me. Why? Like, what is it called? What is it going to do? Like, how's this going to make this person a better person? How's this? Cause like literally with being the best version of ourselves, a lot of times we literally become better because we are able to be in a position to be helped or we're able to be in a position to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And literally there's nothing better than watching someone else thrive. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like to see like my cousin, she owns her own hair salon. Mm-hmm. And I love going in there. Like, you know, to see her grow from being like, you know, renting a booth at someone else's salon. And then her stepping out with one of her friends and saying, Hey, we can actually open up our own. And her friend mm-hmm. coming and saying, Hey. I really just, I didn't want to be a hairdresser anymore. I just wanted to help mm-hmm. you out. And I'm like, that's community right there. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, hey, I'm willing to be uncomfortable for a little while to help see you thrive. And mm-hmm. talking to her today at her hair salon, it was like, it was, it was a wonderful experience to see one of her clients say, you know what? I love coming in here because of a certain feel. I love to know that I'm going to be accepted. I love to know that you know, no matter what I say, it's okay. And I'll be able to get the help that I need. And mm-hmm. I believe my cousin's able to provide that experience and to create that community within her mm-hmm. hair salon, because we came from a community that says, Hey, no matter what you are, we're going to accept you. Yeah. And we're able to work with you from there. And a lot of times, a lot of people look at prisoners and look at ex convicts and, and stuff like that as like, Oh, why should they come back into society? Number one, there's still people. Mm-hmm. There's still people. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that sometimes that people did certain things. And again, we may not understand why. If we don't know what mental conditions are going on at the time, mm-hmm. but we have to allow them the opportunity to say, hey, I need help. Yes. And yes. I think the biggest thing in the community is whenever we're able to help each other and move forward. Because like mm-hmm. literally, if we're able to help each other, like, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have the resources. When my grandfather died, it mm. broke my heart. Because, mm. like, the only person at that time that I knew as dad, like, literally is no longer here. And next thing you know, mentors started appearing and saying, hey, Sam, let's not do that. Let's rethink this, what you're doing. Or, hey, Sam, you did a good job. I just want to let you know that. And that's been such a bright moment for me in community. I'm sorry. I just went off on a tangent. I'm no, sorry. Mama. I love, I love it. I love all your stories though, because this is for me, what I love. I love to learn from other people. Um, you will share 
you know, stuff, your thoughts for me provide food for thought. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm learning, like, I like to reach my hand out across borders and learn about other people, right? Because that makes me a, a, a stronger um, and better person. Yeah. Because then I, I, I learn, right? We learn from each other. And the more we are open with each other and brave enough to speak our truth, and you're speaking your truth, mm -hmm. um, you know, and not afraid to do that, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, we, we learn. And I, I love it. I love all your stories. I love <laughs> your family already, and I haven't even met them. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to come down there and meet your grandmother. That's why I just want to oh, get a hug. <laughs> let me tell you, she, my grandmother, like talking about community, my grandmother has been a pillar in our community. Mm -hmm. And I am fortunate to have her as a grandmother. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, you know, I literally think about how people of like literally my grandmother, let me slow down and say it this way. My grandmother has literally had drug addicts come to her house mm. and they were in the middle of an emotional breakdown. And my grandmother would say, go take a shower, baby. And while they're showering, she would cook them something to eat. Yeah. And literally she would sit there and let them express themselves because at the end of the day, they're human and yeah. everybody needs somebody to listen to them. And yeah. everybody needs somebody to say, Hey, well, let's try to do this a different way. And I remember like, you know, watching her and all these people respect her. I remember when somebody tried to break into the house because of what she did, allowing those drug addicts sometimes come in and shower, feed them. Next thing you know, like when somebody tried to break into the house, those very same people were the community that protected her. Yeah. And I'm like, those are things, those are attributes that like, I wanted to like take from her. Like, hey, Grandma, yeah. let me learn how to do this. Mm -hmm. Let me learn how to be accepting. Let me learn how to mm -hmm. love without like without conditions. And so uh, yeah. I've been very fortunate. Like, you know, my grandmother, like, I would see if I can get her to do a conversation with you. Like, you know, <laughs> like I'm like, Grandma, and she's she gets shy whenever she's meeting new people, but once she opens up, like it's like literally a waterfall. And like, it is beautiful to see how she's respected in our community because of the work she's done. And even now, like, I love her little senior community. Yeah. She's only been there for a year and a half. And next thing you know, like now I see people coming over like, hey, Miss Willie May, you need the trash taken out. And I'm like, these are older, other older people, but she's even like built a community of respect around yeah. there. She's like, hey, we yeah. all have to respect yeah. each other. Like, and so it's just been like, a, it's been a thrill, like us being able to see each other together. Like, so I, I, oh, I love my grandmother. I could talk about her for all day as well. But <laughs> well, you know, you like, we talk about your grandmother, right? And so she is a senior within her community, right? And so that mm -hmm. seniors are an integral part of a community because they are people that come with years of wisdom. Right. right. And and your grandmother, you know, in her way that she is and the actions that she she does, she is, you know, leading by example. Right. And yes. so this is why seniors are so important. And I wish more communities would realize the importance of seniors within mm -hmm. communities because of that wisdom. They, um, you know, they teach all of us yes. lessons that we take through our lives so that when we become uh, seniors, you know, we still continue teaching throughout our life. But then when we are seniors, we then are teaching 
the next generations through, right? And and yes. that's where it comes in. We need, I think we need some more of your grandmothers around the world is what I, I think we need. I agree. <laughs> like, you know, like different people who can be pillars and they can be like, you know, not the physical center, but yeah. like to be a, like a uh, wisdom center for us. Yes. Yeah. And because, like, if we can sit there and, like, I would love, like, I know you love autobiographies, but yes. I would love for somebody to sit there and, like, just write her wisdom down right. because, like, those are things that's going to carry us on to the next. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. you, one of the like one of the things that she told me, I was, like, told her, I was, like, hey, Grandma, I'm really getting into this political stuff. And she said, well, hey, how about you do this? What you don't like and what you do like, write the people that represent you. Because they need to know what's going on in our community. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I have done that. I, I promise you, my senator of North, here in North Carolina, like, like the one, uh, one who represents us in Washington, D.C., probably his, his staff probably hate getting emails from me sometimes. <laughs> I email him at least once a week. I email both of them. And, but it's important that the community aspect, I'm not just representing Sam. I'm representing mm-hmm. everyone else who connected to me, who look like me, who don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we have to like stand up sometimes and stop people from people without voices and give them the voice that they need. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that for sure. Um, I mean, I know that you've mentioned that hopefully one day we'll get a podcast out of your grandmother. So I'm yes. looking forward to listening to that podcast for sure. Definitely. You have to get her tied up on that one because I would love to hear all her stories, right? And words of wisdom. I think she probably has so much to share with the, you know, podcasting world. Yes, so, I agree. Yeah, like you got to tie her up there, Sam, and get her. Oh, get her on I'm going to try to get at least three episodes out of her. <laughs> like, <laughs> I believe Just in she, case. Grandma, we hope you uh, don't mind, but this is what's going to happen. <laughs> is, uh, she actually, like, you know, one thing I love about her, she says, I want you to like, get them to where I can listen to them because she doesn't want a smartphone. And so oh. literally, like, I, I will, like, drive her around and let her listen to different podcasts. Mm-hmm. versus listening to a song because she she's like you she's like i want to sit and listen to hear what people are talking about yeah and right. and so like it's like i believe she has a major voice that can be like you said that can help other inspire other people around mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. because like she's lived through some difficult times in her life you know mm-hmm. COVID was a difficult time for her yeah because you, you go from being a person who's all in the community to like yeah. she has to stay in her one bedroom apartment yeah and like, and even like, you know, here in America, going from segregation to integration and to where we are today, like she's lived through that whole transition and it's been mm-hmm. amazing to watch that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's something like could you talk about that. Like I think of South Africa where I was, um, I was still in South Africa, obviously when Nelson Mandela, you know, came out of prison mm-hmm. and, um, certainly he should have come out a lot earlier, I think, because I think he was a great man and. Um, could have really done a lot for South Africa, um, mm-hmm. you know. And but there again, right, where where he he brought people together. He right. had a great way of bringing people together. Um, and you know, he has some wonderful quotes. I can't think of them offhand. I feel bad yes. about yeah. that. But you know, there again, I've watched a transition where there has been this segregation and then more inclusiveness, which is. Mm. made me very happy about South Africa 
And now I'm, I'm far away and I watch from a distance and I'm no longer really involved in South Africa because I don't have family there. I mm. have a couple of friends who are there and I, you know, watch from a distance, um, you know, and it's nice to see that there is more inclusiveness and, and, you know, everyone is able to have um, access to the same thing, right? Yeah. And the same mm. opportunities, which is yes. so important in growing your communities and growing yes. communities within a country and a country on its own as a community. And so everyone has access and opportunity and equal opportunity, you know, to schooling and 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 home and and all these other you know a basic you know the the basic wages are at at a at a at a, at a, at a good level that mm -hmm. people can live happily without worrying about money yes but it just makes for a very different environment and a very positive community that we can all you know live in you know i mean i've gone from some zimbabwe where we were just a middle class uh, family. I am a single parent home. My mom and I have a sibling, a brother younger than me, you know, to moving to South Africa where we were very, very poor. We were living on the bread line, um, no wow. car, um, living in one room, uh, three people uh, to, you know, um, being able to go from Zimbabwe where we could just go to a store and buy clothes to where I was wearing secondhand clothing. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I've gone from where I've been able to have access to really not having really anything. But it, it taught me about the appreciation of money. Mm. It also taught me about the importance of, you know, money, but also the appreciation of money, seeing two different sides of the world, you know, which has made me that strong, resilient, courageous person, um, not afraid of anything, um, not afraid to work hard. You know, mm. I know what that is. I know what, what all these things are. Um, and I think my life from Zimbabwe to South Africa to Canada and all the travels I've done is why I love people from around the world and I love connecting with everybody and I love everybody's stories. And I'm okay if your religion is different. I'm okay if mm. you think differently to me. I'm okay if your politics is different because I come from a place of respect. Yes. And so, yes. you know, as well in community, as long as we respect each other and we have that patience and tolerance, I'm working on the patience. I am working <laughs> on the patience, <laughs> right? As long as we come from that place and space, and I think those are attributes that I've slowly but surely gathered over my years, and I'm not perfect. You know, I'm a work in progress. We all are. Um, because our life is long and that is what life is about is improving as we go through life and learning as we go, right? The learning never stops, right? You know, we, we can all add value. And I always look at ways that I can add value to my local community, my community in Vancouver. That's why I started my podcast to again, the world right, right. outside of Canada as well. Right. Is that where mm -hmm. we can, and I think both you and I, you know, definitely can add a lot of value, Sam. I definitely agree. And like Paula, like it's been such a pleasure. And we have like yeah. the Sam fam is gonna want you back. I can tell oh, you. I that. Hope